Hey folks, another busy week of politically charged legal news making the headlines. The National Archives confirmed that former President Donald Trump took classified documents to Mar-a-Lago instead of giving them to the archives as required by the Presidential Records Act. It remains to be seen whether the Department of Justice will bring charges against Trump or his staff. In other news, a Manhattan judge ordered Trump and his children, Don Jr. and Ivanka, to sit for depositions as part of New York Attorney General Letitia James's investigation into Trump's business dealings. And there are questions surrounding new court filings by John Durham, the special counsel conducting an investigation into the origins of the FBI's Russia probe. Joyce Vance and I discuss all of this and more on the Cafe Insider podcast. Today, we're sharing a clip from the episode with listeners of Stay Tuned. To hear our full conversation and access all other Cafe Insider content, try the membership free for two weeks. You can do that at cafe.com slash insider. That's cafe.com slash insider. We look forward to having you as part of the insider community. Should we talk about these Trump documents? We've gotten a lot of questions about them. The National Archives did confirm that among the 15 boxes of materials found in the possession of President Trump at Mar-a-Lago is classified material. And the question everyone asks, because they remember news stories about classified information, classified material being mishandled by government employees, including General Petraeus and others, they see a criminal case, or at a minimum, an intense criminal investigation. Who can forget the multiple investigations of Hillary Clinton and her email server? So the question, Joyce, is, isn't that clearly criminal violation? Shouldn't Donald Trump be in cuffs? So like always, I'm going to disappoint many of our listeners and say, um, not yet. There obviously needs to be investigation because there are a lot of details that we don't know. For instance, did any of these documents end up in hands other than Trump's or did they just sit in an unsecure fashion in his uh, Mar-a-Lago office? But that's not to say that this isn't serious and couldn't evolve into criminal prosecution But first, before we get to the criminal side of the House, I think that we should mention that the National Archives had to refer this to DOJ, as you must any time that there's this sort of a a leak or spill of national security information, because there has to be an assessment of whether there's been any damage to national security and an effort to contain and fix that problem before we really get into the criminal stuff, right? I think that's correct. And I think there are a lot of questions but you said something very important. We, we have made the distinction on this show, and I've made it on the other show, and I talk about it in my class. There is a difference between the threshold required to open and conduct a thorough investigation versus the threshold required to decide, having concluded an investigation, whether you bring charges or not. And the bar for the second is quite high. You need to be able to be comfortable and confident that you can prove your case beyond a reasonable doubt to a unanimous jury. On the other hand, when you have a basis to believe that that a crime may have been committed, or you want to satisfy yourself that no crime was committed, then you investigate. And it seems incontrovertible that DOJ should do an intense investigation of this, right? Because we've been been having this discussion and speculation about what DOJ is doing with respect to the higher-ups and the enablers over the January 6th insurrection, We both agree that an investigation is warranted there, but here it's just totally clear, right? 
Yeah, I would be stunned if there wasn't an investigation in progress. And, and we don't really have to look any further than Hillary Clinton. Before we blow past that, though, let's just talk about the basis for criminal investigation. We know that there are documents. We know that they're classified, which ratchets up the tension. So what prosecutors will be trying to figure out as they investigate this situation is whether there was knowing and intentional mishandling of classified documents. You say that there's a high threshold for making the decision to prosecute, which is correct. And the question is, what are you looking for? And as all things in criminal law, you have to start with the statutes, and it's the statutes that tell you what sort of mishandling of classified information could be criminal. Because to be honest, there's a lot of pedestrian encounters in government with mishandling of classified information that don't amount to criminal conduct. Right, if it's inadvertent or accidental and not significant. Although we should point out that one of the statutes, which is 18 U.S.C. 793, which governs the gathering, transmitting, or losing defense information, so it's national security information, some of which must be that in this case. There's a subsection of that statute, subsection F, which essentially says whoever being entrusted with or having lawful possession of or control of any document, et cetera, et cetera, relating to the national defense, through gross negligence, permits the same to be removed from its proper place of custody or delivered to anyone in violation of his trust, or to be lost, stolen, abstracted, or destroyed, etc., shall be fined. Do you hear the sound of toilets flushing? Shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 10 years or both. It's unusual, is it not, for there to be a gross negligence standard in a criminal statute that carries a 10-year max? Well, it is. I mean, gross negligence is the mens rea. And when you see a 10-year penalty, you usually think about intent or at least knowledge. So this is unusual. This statute has, um, its constitutionality has been questioned because it is viewed as vague. And so without going into too much nerdy legal detail, I'll just say that something that certainly the appellate lawyers in the Justice Department don't like the Solicitor General's office, is that if you're going to do something like indict a former president, you don't want to do it on the basis of a statute whose constitutionality has been questioned, and who, for instance, Jim Comey in some of the press conferences surrounding the Hillary Clinton investigation suggested that there might be a vagueness issue involved in that statute. So I'm, I'm sort of going to put a pin in 793 and say I'm not so certain that that statute would be used. But there is this tidbit of information, which is that back in 2018, National Archives learns from press reports that Trump is destroying documents. And they talk to the White House Counsel's Office in what sounds like an episode from Veep and say, you know, guys, you got to keep the president from destroying documents. And the White House Counsel says, don't worry, we'll handle it. I think that there's a lot of investigation that has to be done here. And I see interviews in the future for all of the folks in the White House Counsel's Office who had knowledge about this. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, one of the reasons they knew that they didn't have a complete set of presidential records was that some documents were alluded to or shown in social media and the National Archives didn't get them. In fact, I think one of them was that Sharpie marked hurricane map <laughs> when there was that hurricane hurtling towards the U.S. territory, and they never got that. So that's an example of something that they knew they had to be missing. I'm surprised Trump hasn't tried to sell that as an NFT yet. Now, one argument that people make as to why the former president of the United States might not be exposed criminally on this stuff is they talk about the president's 
unique ability to classify and declassify information. And that is certainly true. The commander-in-chief has that authority. But there was a, there was a great Twitter thread. I don't say that often. Great Twitter thread doesn't always uh, flow from my mouth. But Bradley <laughs> Moss, who's a very smart national security lawyer, who tried to address the question, you know, what, he, he writes, what to make of Trump having classified documents in Florida? Everyone wants to know if this is a criminal matter and if Trump can evade liability. And he answers in the way that you and I just did. The answers are maybe and maybe. And he explains a little bit. And he says, yes, it is true that he has the ability to declassify documents. But two other things are true. One, that he absolutely loses that ability at the stroke of the noon hour on January 20th of 2021 when Joe Biden became the president. And number two, and this is important, maybe a little bit nerdy, he doesn't just sort of wave a magic wand and the documents are declassified. He actually has to go through a process. It doesn't have to be that formal from his end, but as Bradley Moss writes, quote, unless he actually followed through with the declassification order that went to the agency with control over the document, the agency did not treat the statements as self-executing declassification orders and would insist the documents were still classified, end quote. So it is not a pure defense, although maybe it goes to his knowledge and maybe it goes to his intentionality, but it is not a complete defense that by virtue of his power as a declassifying authority as the president, that he's off the hook. Do you agree with that? You know, I do. I, I want to say there's a great piece of evidence in the form of videotapes of Trump trashing Hillary Clinton during the 2016 campaign, where he displays great understanding of the way classified material should be handled. So I think that's certainly something we should expect to see if there is a criminal prosecution. But on this point, I think Moss is, is dead on the money. And this is easy to investigate. You take the documents that are classified that are in Trump's possession and you go to the agencies to see if they have a record of the declassification. And if, if they don't, then you need to investigate further to see if there's criminality in terms of knowledge and intent. Yeah, I mean, I guess the other murky issues, maybe not so murky under a gross negligence standard, and given how serious the misplacement and the retention of classified documents are after your term in office is over. But among the murky issues are, was Donald Trump aware of the classification of these documents? It looks like they were marked as such out of Mar-a-Lago, so that maybe answers that question. How they got into the boxes, who packed them up, who was advising who about it, raises two things. One, does it in any way alleviate the exposure of Donald Trump? And two, does it bring within the crosshairs those other people who may have been directly responsible for taking classified information, taking them off-site, and taking them to an unsecure place like a golf club in Florida? You know, when we first discussed this as the news was breaking before we knew for sure that there was classified material, you and I concluded that it was not on its face a likely case for prosecution without more. But the caveat that we laid down was that if there was evidence that suggested that these documents were removed in order to obstruct justice, to prevent an investigation or for some other bad purpose like that, that the whole case could be pretty wide open for criminal prosecution. I still think that that's the case. It's important to know who packed up the documents, why they did it. Was this just confusion at the end of a presidency that devolved into the big lie in January 6th? Or was there something more intentional about it? You know what that suggests to me, Joyce? What? Thorough investigation. I think that DOJ might need to be conducting one. And look, just to say it again, I have no doubt that thorough investigation will be conducted in this matter. So people understand 
if you haven't spent time with classified information, it is taken very seriously. We had a skiff in the U.S. Attorney's Office. Multiple people had safes in their office. I had a safe in my office. I was so careful about top secret and higher level classified information that if there was a memo or a document that I had to read, I either would go up to work or Thanks for listening. To hear the full episode, go to cafe.com slash insider and try out the membership free for two weeks. That's cafe.com slash insider. To the many of you who have chosen to join the insider community, thank you for supporting our work.